What? What? I don't have to push a button to get on the air. You do that for me. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Because what if you wanted to shut me up? Uh, why would I want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> See, you have control over my life. Oh, behold the great power! <laughs> the great power of justice. <laughs> it is the producer Michelle podcast episode fifteen. It is Friday. Yes. Friday of a short week. Well, not a short week for us because we worked all week because we worked yeah. Monday. Well, you didn't. Oh, we did. Handle didn't. Here. Yeah, no, Handle didn't work on Monday, so he got a short week. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you bothered by it? Do you? Does it bother no. you when he is not or when he is not here and you are here? No, it doesn't. Oh. It doesn't necessarily bother me. It's just that after twenty three years of working here, I should have every single major holiday off. Yeah, and I don't. But that's not. I mean, hey, this it would. Hey, Rebecca's on vacation this week, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I'm not, why I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring somebody else in. You know, right? But if yeah. if Rebecca was here, then, then I you... would make her work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> so if handle. So on Monday, if handle's gone and Rebecca's not on vacation, then Rebecca she, she comes in. in. Okay, she would have been in. Yeah, that's that's still pretty powerful. <laughs> that's still your decades are paying off, in my opinion. So, but I'm a guy who's never had a holiday off. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, I am producer Michelle of the Bill Handel Show mm-hmm. on KFI AM 640. And Justin is our uh, show engineer for the Handel Show, and he's the lackey on yeah, this show. On this show again, why does but everybody controller of the microphone? Why does everybody not like the title "Board Up"? No, I think "Board Up"'s a great title. Did you? What's the title they gave Blake on the Gary and Shannon show? Like, it's like associate technical director, of pr- production and yeah. services. I don't like, know. I don't call me a board up. I run the board. I just want to come up with a really creative name for you, so we can put it on actual business cards. Like, let's think of something. That's I thought really we were kicking around a uh, bovine excrement distributor. Yeah, sort of. I don't really like that as much. Our uh, fun generator. There you go. Jovial uh, janitor. Exactly. I uh, love it. Yeah, no, so we'll come up with something fine. Because right. I want you to have business cards. Because you're like, I don't need business cards. And I said, yeah, you need business cards Ooh, let's to have, hand out. Just say asshole, but instead of the S's, we'll put dollar signs. Like Kesha? Yeah. Although I think, isn't she back to just the plain S That's now? why it's open for me. I'm not a, infringing on anybody's you're not trademark. infringing on her trademark. So it's so funny. We get these, uh, I commiserate so much with the listeners sometimes when they're listening. This is a little behind the scenes handle stuff. So Handle's got a Twitter account, at Bill Handle Show. He's on Instagram, too, at Bill Handle Show, and he's on Facebook. Um, he has very little to do with those accounts, except for telling me what he wants me to post sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so when, but like, when it comes to his Twitter account, Bender's the one who kind of you know promotes what's coming up on the show. He responds to people. A lot of times we'll tell Bill what people said, and he'll give us a response, and we'll throw it up there. But it's funny, just the tweets and stuff that we get in, and sometimes... When I get when we get these tweets, <laughs> I I look at them and I go, that drives me crazy too. So we got this one today <laughs> from Eric on Twitter, and it says, "I'm annoyed that Handle is saying donut instead of donut." 
Thanks for ruining donuts for me, Handel. Hashtag National Donut Day. And it is really true. Like, he has a few words that he says a certain way that drive me crazy. And the one I can think of right offhand is hybrid. Instead of hybrid, he says hybrid. And it and every time he says hybrid, I go, don't say it like that. That's not how you say it. He goes, how do you say it? Hybrid. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. No, that's not what you said. It said hybrid. So now he's saying donut instead of donut. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. What's uh, Eric's uh, Twitter handle? Can we give that out at least? Davila Fam RSV RS no whatever. Davila Fam RVSD. I've recently learned that that's a a rude thing by running the Instagram account when I mention something on the air. People will comment back on what you couldn't say the name. Yeah, no, and you? I don't mind saying it except when it's it, like if it's creative, I like saying it. Yeah, but when it's just a name, that people are gonna be, I don't even know. Davila Fam RVSD. Remember that time I tried to help Eric, and then uh, I just ended up creating a moment where yeah. we crap on his Twitter handle. Just made it all awkward now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, donut. Donut. Donut day. Donut. Donut feel like donut day. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and you brought donuts today because you bring donuts every Friday, yep. which is very nice, and we appreciate that, except when it's a day after CrossFit, and I'm not supposed to eat donuts, I and apologize. Then you make me eat a donut. Here's more behind the scenes. The whole reason Donut Day started, Handel came in one time in the morning and like kicks open the door when it was me and Aaron V and goes, which one of you passes a donut shop on the way here? <laughs> and I raise my hand, and he goes, I want donuts twice a week. And so you did it. I did it. You started bringing them twice a week. And then and then he goes and then he said he was going to give me money and he gave me like 100 bucks, which I, every dozen donuts I buy is about 15 to 20 bucks, which I don't care, but right. that was for a month. And I don't care about it, but I think people who like Handel will like this little behind the scenes <laughs> nugget of him is that now it's like the, he, then after that he was like I got to give you more money. Right. Oh, no, first it was no more donuts. <laughs> it was no, well, because he kept eating the yeah. donuts, and, and not just one. Yes. And he so like then he four. said, no more donuts. <laughs> no more donuts. So then I didn't bring donuts. And then and he, got he yelled mad. at me. He's like the boyfriend that yeah. gets mad at you, like my ex boyfriend in high school would get mad at you and tell you to leave. Yep. And then you would leave, and, and then, then he'd get mad that you left. So then it came to, he would come in, and his ritual would be he would come in to pick which donut he was going to eat, and he would go, I got to give you money for this. And I go, it's okay. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. And then he, then the bit was, I'm going to tell you I'm going to give you money, but I'm never going to give you money. <laughs> and now I thought it was hilarious because today he came in and picked up a donut. I, this is what's wrong with me uh, is that I really think in a lot of ways he's kind of cute. Not in a way of like a crush, but no, I find I him, a, yeah, I find him adorable. He's entertaining. His, yes. And so he had a sugar donut in his hand. He's a grown ass man. Right. Right. Millionaire grown ass man. And he looks at me and he goes, thanks. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. Thanks for the donut. That's what he said. And then he my, walked out. My favorite part of today is because it's National Donut Day, he had this idea of, yeah. of us cutting a hole out of the, the top part of the donut box so that he can stick his head in it and put donuts in the bottom part so he can like, you know, just look. And it's hilarious. The, the photo is really funny. But if you see on the photo, he's got his fingers all over the donuts. Shh. <laughs> Those so donuts I want to know who ended up with the donuts that had handled. No one. I, I immediately threw those away <laughs> because it used to be when I first worked for the show, and somebody would bring in donuts. They would be in a smaller box, not laid out flat, but in a smaller box laid up on their side. Oh, on their side, yeah, yeah. So that the you know the glaze would stick to the donut in front of it. It was anyway. He would come in and he would pick up a donut, 
and then he'd put it down. <laughs> and then he'd pick up another donut, and he would put it down. And we used to, me and Rich and Gallagher would be like, just keep an eye and see which donuts he touched. Because he admits he doesn't wash his hands when he's in the bathroom. So we would have to grab the donuts before Handel would come in. That's awesome. This is a little bit of behind the scenes stuff for Handel Lots of nuggets. Little nuggets. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I want to say I told you so. Told me so what? About Channing Tatum. Okay, I'm going to tell you I told you so, because okay. I told you he's like the ultimate guy. He has everything, okay? He's got good looks, right? Yeah. He's got talent, whether you think he's a serious actor or not is up to you. But, but when you say his talented. talent, you mean his uh, previous career as a dancer. Well, for, I'm talking about his talent as an actor, first of all. Okay. But yes, absolutely, his previous career. He's an excellent dancer. Would you find him as hot if he was not gyrating around yes. doing a truffle shuffle with his joke? I think so, yes. All right. Because I found him hot before it. Before so this is icing pie. on the cake, the fact that he yes. can flip you around and right. nestle his dirty bits all around your face. <laughs> He's got a beautiful family. He's got a beautiful wife, right? And now we know he has a brain. No. He is. At, we know. You know how we know he has got a brain because he is going to Harvard. No, that's not. Uh, and that, he's a great businessman because he's <laughs> he wrote, he did the movie and he well he did Magic Mike two didn't really need to be done but thank you <laughs> anyway. But he started now. He started this show in Vegas, which is going to premiere next year. But now he's going to Harvard. So I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Only- not a fake story either, because this is from USA yeah. Today. And who told you about that story? You told me That's about right. it. That's right. Uh, so when, that- and what happened when you came in and you said, did you hear about, what did you say? Did you hear about your friend Magic Mike? No, I said, did you, uh, I said, did you hear about what your boyfriend did? And you said, don't even. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm and trying then to you help said, you. And then you said, he's going to Harvard. Harvard. And I said, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but then I looked at the story and it's true. Yeah. So he's smart. But it's like a PR thing where he's going to some education class there. It's Harvard. No. Business school. Look at you. Yes. Already glossing over the details. No, I'm telling you. He enrolled in one of the university's executive education courses this month. And he was in class with LL Cool J, Pal Gasol, and Chris Paul, who were... I don't think they're that smart. But LL Cool J, I think, is pretty smart. Um, The ladies love him, I hear. Ladies love Cool James. And... I'm telling you, he's smart. So he's got brains, too. He's no. got looks, brains, family, everything. He is awesome. So He's the best thing ever. Try to imagine if you... How cute he is. If, oh, my gosh. If you could, <laughs> the awkwardness when you work at a place where your boss is incredibly infatuated with Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. and then you are at home, yes, and your family is kind of milling about... And you decide, oh, look at what is on HBO. It's Magic Mike. In Spanish. Two. In Spanish. No. I was, and I was watching. (laughs) Stop laughing. Magic Mike XXL. While my wife was in the shower. Okay, and what? And she comes out. Uh Uh-huh. Just in time. To uh, see the reprise of this little number. 
the end? Not at the end. Is it at the end in the big production where they're on the stage? No, it's when he comes back to see Jada Pinkett Smith, Uh I think, in the the male brothel that she... The the female brothel. Okay, hold on. I know you said this movie Mm -hmm. didn't need to be made, but let's be honest. How can you have a strip club where all the music is being played, but there's different rooms and she's just roaming around? Like All I can think of when I'm watching that scene is that there are people on the other side of the house going, where where is this happening? (laughs) Why Why do we... Sharice, why did you get us the crappy room, Sharice? It's my bachelorette party, Sharice. So you saw the dance in that in that place? Yes. Did you... Now, um, what happened? Go ahead, finish Yeah, he's, he's... Well, he he's like... And it's... And he's in jeans. He was in his jeans. It's not like he was in an outfit. He was in his jeans and he took his shirt off. I am angry uh-huh. at how I could not stop watching. <laughs> I'm so. It's, it's almost hypnotizing. Yes. Especially when he dances. Yes. It's very hypnotizing. He's oh, this very, is the that's worst podcast you, ever. You have to get him in here because he is he is so. I don't know what it is. He's so hypnotizing. I've seen Chippendales before. I've seen Thunder from Down Under, and those are all good to find. But there are plenty of times when I'm watching those that I could just turn away at any time because it just. But there's something about him. <sighs> That is so mesmerizing, and I don't know what it is. But to try to regrain, regain any kind of masculinity. What did she say to you? I don't want to say it. I have to know it. Come on. Here's what it is. Okay. She, I'm sitting. She was doing her nightly shower, and so I was just kind of watching it. And then she comes out and plops down on the couch. and then, Or no, first she walked into the kitchen because I was like, I did the turning it off. Like I was embarrassed. <laughs> like I did. Oh, and then, but I was kind of curious to see what would happen. It's And it's not in a way that I'm like, yeah, this is sexy. It's right. in a like, how much worse could this train wreck kind of be? But I'm also, right. I'm also amazed and impressed by his moves. I'll be honest. Right. Okay. But it she, is like watching Showgirls yes. or a Burlesque because they're, yeah. they're so bad that they're kind of good. Well, no, his, what he was doing was entertaining, but yes. the overall movie. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, I'm just, I'm, 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 there was re- no point. I was really interested. I'm like, this is just a movie for male eye candy. And then, to make matters worse, Michael Strahan had a cameo yes! where I, he's giving a private dance yes! to somebody. I remember seeing that for the first time going, is that Michael Strahan? Yeah. And I was like, how is And he's Mike- got a woman on a table and, and he's, he's like, like sitting a, on her face. He's in boxer briefs, like a Speedo the whole time. Yeah. And like, you're supposed to take him seriously. Right. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And so my wife goes in make, and she passes. I like change the channel real quick. <laughs> she walked by and I'm like, oh, she's making a snack. I'm like, I kind of want to know what happens. And so you switch back. I switch back. <laughs> and then I'm sitting, I'm like, what are you embarrassed? This is your wife. You've known her for 20 years. Like, and this is for her. Like, this is a show for her. But you're watching it. I'm watching it by myself. Right. And then she says, uh, she comes and sits down and sees him like, you know, doing cartwheels with this chick. I don't know right. how. What? While she's on a chair and he's doing cartwheels in front of her and like humping her face, but upside down. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. she sits down and sees this for not two seconds and goes, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to say, and I said, "It's Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> it's for research." <laughs> Oh my god! I was. It was horrible. That was the funniest thing ever. Oh, I would not you, have been watching it if it weren't for you. Did you. I want to make that note. So you didn't watch it after that? No, I changed the okay. channel. If you get to the end of that movie and you see the final dance scene that he does on stage at this, you know, dance event or whatever it is, it's like anyway, 
it's in, I don't know if it was in Vegas or whatnot, North Carolina, wherever it was. The dance that he does at the end is a dance where there's a mirror in the middle of the stage. So there's another dancer on the other side of the mirror that's mirroring his movements. So it's like two, there are two guys dancing on the You stage get twice the, the Channing Tatum? Yeah, but it's not, it's not Channing. It's another guy, right? So they're dancing the same dance, just mirror images. And the it, it takes the whole bring the lady in and and gyrate on her to a whole new level. Like to a whole new level where you just go, that cannot happen really in real life when things are going. Because I've been, like I said, I've been to Chippendales, I've been to Thunder from Down Under, I've had guys dancing on me before, but this was a whole new level of how do you, what? <laughs> and it's hilarious to watch, and it's a very sexy dance. No. So I like that you also it. say when you go back and watch it as if there's no way it. for a guy to watch Magic Mike XXL. I have okay. to watch it by myself. You said that the first time. I know. So what's going to happen is sometime when your wife is away for the weekend, like a spa <laughs> weekend how, with her how friends. How sad is that? And your kids are in bed. Yeah. And you come across Magic Mike in Spanish. You're going to sit there and watch it. Just trust me. I Listen, I'm not doubting that because now you've created some kind of hypnotic suggestion that the next time I'm by myself, you'll be watching when Magic I should be Mike. perusing some filthy website on the interweb, I'm going to be watching Magic Mike XXL just to get through it. It's like watching Fifty Shades of Grey. I had to watch that by myself because I was afraid to watch it with my wife for the first time because what if it like what if she's like, "Oh, look at that. That's awesome." And it's just like <laughs> him beating the crap out of her or something and I'm like I don't want to hit my wife in the in a moment of passion or what if she's into that and wants to beat the crap out of me I was scared of that movie that was a horror movie I was scared of that movie I was I am oh my god she still hasn't seen it oh not my god, the, I just that's so funny I can't watch it with her <laughs> I'm afraid she's gonna want to get tied up and everything I can't get into that laugh a lot in this podcast too much no i think <laughs> i think we laugh just enough yeah just to write them out listen th- so this class that he's taken is a real class you want to hear the course description yes i okay. do it says here's the course distri- description in the business of entertainment digital technologies are dramatically disrupting the way products are developed marketed and distributed as a result of this paradigm shift entertainment executives and content producers are challenged to effectively allocate limited resources both human and financial, across a seemingly infinite array of fragmented channels in order to survive. (laughs) It goes on and on. So it's a legitimate course. So he's smart. (laughs) Because it has verbiage you don't understand? That's what makes it a legitimate course? He's smart. So you need to shut up. He's smart. That's it. The the conversation's done. So it doesn't. He's got beauty, brains, family, uh, success. He's got it all. He's got it all. He's got it all. What if he has a really tiny pecker? He does not. You could. saw Magic Mike. That could they could do a lot with CG. <laughs> no, he's smart. He's smart and he's hot, and that's just the end of it. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I look forward to joining your man crush with Channing Tatum. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit because I'm now I'm I'm keep watching this other movie. Oh no. Okay, keep watching John Wick. Oh. Okay. Have you seen John Wick? Yes. Okay. I watched it with my uh, then. Four or three year old when he was homesick, he loved it. Well, here's the thing about for those of you who don't know John Wick, it is a is a movie I didn't know about until a couple months ago, and my husband was watching it, and he goes, "Have you ever heard of this movie?" And I said, "No, why? What is it?" And he goes, "It's John Wick," and I go, "Well, who's in it?" And he goes, "Keanu Reeves," and I'm like, "Tell me more." I am an FBI agent. <laughs> That's point break. 
I am an FBI. I know kung fu. <laughs> so Keanu Reeves, who again is another one of the hottest guys on the planet. So he's in this movie, and the basic premise of this movie is this ex-hit, you know, this hitman who decides to get out of the business, is out of the business for love, and is okay. Spoiler alert: his wife dies of, can- I think, of cancer, and before she dies, she basically buys him a dog. And after the, a couple of days after she dies, th- this dog shows up on his doorstep, and it's basically with a note from his wife saying, "Now you have something to love," and he has somebody to go through this grief with. Right, so then these Russian mobsters show up, and one of them is uh, Theon Greyjoy from uh, from Game <laughs> of Thrones. So every time I see him, I just think Reek. That's funny. And they decide they want his car, and they see him and his dog, and he kind of blows them off. He, they they speak to him in Russian, and he responds in Russian, which surprises them. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "We're gonna go get this guy's car. We're gonna steal it." So they steal his car, and they kill his dog, and then he's pissed (laughs) then he goes nuts then he kills everybody (laughs) the worst part of the movie is that you know the dog dies you don't see the dog die but you hear it and i cannot watch that part to keep telling my husband to change it but when when he first turned me on to this movie it was like in the middle where he's like beating the crap and killing killing everybody i go why is he so mad he goes well they killed his dog go that's enough said they killed his dog yeah this is a movie made for you yeah so he kills Everybody in, this in the movie. most awesome badass it's way just, imaginable. He is such a great um, physical actor, and if you've seen, he, there's going to be a John Wick two. And a couple months ago, they released this video oh, of that's, him no, out on the shooting range. I think out in Ventura or in Simi Valley or something, where he's training for this next movie. And he is a badass. Like he really takes training seriously for any movie. He did it back. And point break. Is that video on your page still on the website? I have to see if it is. I'll, It'll I'll be look, pretty old. Yeah, I'll, pu- I'll put it up. I'll put it up on my page at KFIAM640.com. But it's really cool to watch. Keyword producer Michelle. It's really cool to watch because you can see how much training, how seriously he takes his training for the movie. And you can tell from the movie it's not, you know, a... Uh, you know, a guy who does stunts filling in for him most of the time. He a looks like a guy him. who would. I am an FBI agent. When he goes through those, like these exercises. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he looks really, really good. So, Keanu Reeves. Everybody makes fun of Keanu Reeves because he started with what Bill and Ted, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right you are going to have the most excellent, excellent adventure through history. Which was a great movie. Yeah. The first one was a really great movie. I don't know if they need to make the second one, but <laughs> the first one was a really great movie. But it kind of put him in this mindset. They kind of, it kind of stuck him in this uh, stereotypical. Oh, he's just the kind of a really cute dumb guy. But then he did all the Matrix movies, and he did Point Break, and now he's doing. He's done a whole bunch. Of I know movies. kung fu. I know kung fu. Wasn't this? So, this is Parenthood, right? He was also in that. Oh, what the hell do you know? I think so. Yeah. He. Um, the thing about Keanu Reeves, if you don't know, if have you ever read about Keanu Reeves and his history? So first of all, Keanu, the, it's Hawaiian. Right. <laughs> the name means cool breeze over the mountains. Yes, it which does. Is awesome. Keanu's just an awesome. You'd name. like for him to be a cool breeze over your mountains. I would I bet. like for him to be. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, if you ever read about Keanu Reeves, his his history is really it's kind of sad because he's he's fifty one years old now, and you look at him, he doesn't look fifty one. <laughs> I told my husband that when we were watching. I'd say mid thirties. Fifty one now, but yeah, he has a very young look. But he um, he's had so much tragedy in in his life that it's it's amazing. And the person that he is, from everybody that I have heard talk about him, 
says the same things. I'm a, that he's a really nice guy and he's really down to earth. And here, let me, I got to tell you some of this information. So I said he was 51 years old. When he was three, his father basically abandoned the family. So his mom um, raised him. And they kept moving and moving because they couldn't afford to stay from place to place. And he suffered from really severe dyslexia. So he dropped out of high school. And I don't think he ever got a high school diploma. So he he reads a lot today. Like he says, he, he has been working to overcome his dyslexia. And he works with, with groups and organizations that of people who suffer with dyslexia. Um, but in, in 1993, he was best friends with River Phoenix. And there was a rumor for a while that maybe they were lovers. You know, maybe they're... But they were really, really good friends, and he basically died right in front of Keanu and back in 1993 because they were both at the Viper Room when he when he. I didn't know Keanu was there. Yeah, he is. Uh, so they were really, really good friends, and he was really devastated by the loss of of uh, River Phoenix. But in '98, he met a woman named Jennifer, and they had fallen in love. They were in a relationship for a really long time, and and I think she, I think it was 1999 when she got, she was pregnant, and when she was eight months pregnant. Their child was stillborn. So, so that I mean, you're, you're in a relationship with somebody for six years. You're having a baby. You're totally in love. The baby was stillborn. Oh. Devastated both of them. I can't even imagine that kind of tragedy. Tragedy. It. And a lot of times, people say that when when children pass away, the the, the relationship doesn't survive it. It's hard. So they ended up breaking up, but they were still really good friends. A year and a half after the baby was stillborn. She was killed in a car accident. I know, right? Like, you're looking at me like, I know. Isn't that crazy? So he, his, I think his sister suffers from, I got to look this up, because I think his sister has leukemia. Um, I mean, look, hold on. I was looking at this. It's like his uh, life is one of the, it's almost it's, it's like a it's a movie. Complete tragedy, yeah. He, so, but here's the thing about it. Despite all of this tragedy in his life, the way he, I think he he's taken that and he's had this look on life that is really interesting. A couple of years ago, he did an interview where somebody asked him how he would define happiness. And he made this, this is the statement he made. Lying in bed with my lover, riding my bike, sports, happy times with my friends, conversation learning, the earth, a beautiful repast with friends, family with wine and glorious food and happy tidings and energy and a zest and a lust for life. Like that's in his 30s and he's making money, good money at the time. You don't really hear him mention money in that situation. Well, when he did the, um, the Matrix movies, he gave, I think he made $114 million from the Jeez. Matrix franchise. He gave $80 million of that to the special effects and makeup staff. He spread it out. I know. Wow. Isn't that weird? Like he, yeah. And he voluntarily took pay cuts on films like The Replacements and Devil's Advocate so that actors like Gene Hackman and Al Pacino would agree to be in the films and that he, so they would keep the budget at budget versus going over budget. So he would regularly take those pay cuts. He just doesn't care about money. And there's, let's see, um, there was a a thread. If you, a couple months, it was a couple months ago, maybe last year, there was that um, Instagram post that was circulating where it showed him eating by himself, like at a mall or something. And it was like sad Keanu eats eats alone. (laughs) I don't remember that. Yeah. And 
So people kept responding to that. They kept reposting the sad Keanu, like, poor. And to think about it, he's had a lot of tragedy in his life to look like that if he wants to. But I'm sure he was just sitting alone having lunch one day and somebody took a picture and said, oh, let's post it. Hashtag sad Keanu. Yeah. So one of uh, one of the people who responded said uh, that as, as sad as he might look, he's a, he's a really nice guy. A family friend of mine builds movie sets and is one of the poor dudes that just builds. He doesn't design. He worked on the set for one of the Matrix movies, and Keanu heard about family trouble he was having and took him aside near Christmas and gave him a $20,000 Christmas bonus to help him out. He was also one of the only people on the set that genuinely wanted to get to know people's names, would say hello and mean it, and would talk to people as if they were his peers and not below him. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? That's very... I did not know any of this stuff about him. I think it's... I sound like a colossal cheese ball, but I think it's really cool. And he's worth well over a hundred million dollars, but he rides subways. He doesn't. He doesn't. He takes commercial flights. He doesn't like to do private planes. Um, and he was. There's a video of him in New York on the subway. Very busy subway day. You see it. Like some, the person across from him is taking this video. So they're like, oh, my God, Keanu Reeves, take this video. So they take this video, and they're, they're, it's, it's packed. And most of the people that you see sitting down are men. And this um, older woman gets on the subway and she's standing there and he looks up and he sees her and he immediately gets up and says, would you like to sit down? And she sits down and then he's just standing there. None of the other men like even like move to this is New York, of course. But yeah, he's just he's like a really, 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 really nice guy, but has dealt with tremendous personal tragedy. And I just I can't even imagine. Yeah, his sister does have uh, leukemia. And so he's donated a lot to hospitals and causes to help, you know, all of that stuff. He's awesome. Yeah. And he's an FBI agent. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. <laughs> but just, oh, I mean, just too. the, I remember, I remember him being close friends with River Phoenix. So I knew about that, but I didn't know about his girlfriend and her getting pregnant and her the baby being stillborn and then dying in the car accident six months later. I really I mean, like that part horrible. about giving the money to the makeups and effects mm-hmm. people because remember that was a huge – I think it was around the Oscars. Right. That the, the guys who accepted the awards, I want to say – what was it for? What, maybe the Avengers or something like that? I think that, it was, yeah. That most of those guys didn't even work for the same company anymore right. because there's so little money given to them even though – these are movies that are built around the effects. And there's, there's, I would say, probably, especially in a movie like The Matrix, there's probably a hundred people, oh, yeah. if not more, that work on on special effects, not including the big guys who are in charge who get probably get all the money, but the little guys. And so he took a bunch of that money and spread it out overall just to give a bunch of people some money from it. And I just think that's the most amazing. It's thing. a great message because that's their great, whole yeah. point is is that how how much would you watch this movie if everything was on a string right, exactly. instead of manipulated in a computer? If it was like Davy and Goliath. Yeah. Do you remember that? Davy and Goliath? Yes, the claymation. Davy. Little Davy. That's a, that's the way the dog talks. I was yes. like, why does the dog always sound stupid? <laughs> I don't know, Davy. <laughs> the dogs are smart. Because they don't have four people who stupid. did voices. <laughs> don't make them sound dumb. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about and go and watch John Wick if you've never oh, seen it. Oh, it's so it, good. Watch John Wick. So I can't believe good. you watched it with a four year old. Oh, that's my thing. I'm like everybody gets so uptight about that crap, and I don't. The kid loved it. It's one of his favorite <laughs> stories to tell. Like that's so great. He, he went to. Uh, here's the thing. 
this is what's wrong with me as a father. He goes to the preschool the next day and he tells his teacher because he was sick and she's like, are you feeling better? He's like, yeah, we watched an awesome movie where a guy got his dog killed. He killed everybody. He would tell everybody that story and they all like, oh. But and he- the teacher's going, um, CPS? Yes, exactly. That, everybody gets all uptight. And the, listen, he's a lovable kid. If he right. was a creepy kid, maybe I would be more sensitive to that. I don't know. I don't have creepy kids. I have sweet, lovable kids who like to watch horror movies and guys kick ass. Well, I think that's because of the way you've taught them prior to that yeah like you're just it's not a big deal it's yes. it's a movie it's fake it's not real that's all i keep saying yeah. there's there was a point i think in the movie where it's like ah like he did one of those i said <laughs> it's all fake that's yeah. a guy who they put a thing on his face and made it look like that i go he's now he's having coffee with somebody yeah. somewhere. and I, my mom who loves movies where the good guys kill the bad guys i said you have to see john wick and she goes why is it good i go just let me put it this way he kills everybody <laughs> And the, the perfect kind of movie for Keanu Reeves is a movie where he doesn't have to talk that much. Yeah, I don't understand. Think about, think about all the movies that he's been in. I mean, yeah. he's he's not the greatest actor in the world. He's very good in certain genres of movies. No, I like. Well, I, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I kind of like a lot of things. But I liked all. What's the one he did with Sandra Bullock that everybody crapped on? I think uh, Lake House or something. Yeah, something like that. I really like that. I thought yeah, he was I, good. In I that. think he's best at the stuff where he's just. It's a lot of action. He's mysterious. And he has he has the brooding look. I at wish the you camera. could see Michelle's face and it's right like, now. A, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> you were giving the Keanu Reeves face yeah. like, oh, is, what's he going to do? What's he thinking? <laughs> it was really, really good. <laughs> anyway, I want to end with this. So I am so over. This is about Facebook. For those of you who are on Facebook, stop putting on your Facebook status those copy and paste things that you want other people to copy oh. and paste their page. I am so over that. So this morning I went on Facebook and I said, I'm so over copy and paste status updates. Can I get an amen or at least have you copy and paste this into your status? <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you'd say that. I was so, I just can't, they're everywhere. It's copy and paste this. And if you really care about cancer research, uh. you'll copy and paste this for an hour. I, you know what? Listen, I care about all that stuff. My Facebook page is mine. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to post pictures of Magic Mike. I'm going to post pictures of Keanu Reeves. Reeves. I'm going to post pictures of my dogs and occasionally a photo of my husband. I was going to say, (laughs) we just learned the hierarchy of where he sits in your life. That's what he said to me the other day. He said, I realize I'm fourth in this house. I go, where do you get fourth? He goes, Princess, Buffy, Roxy, me. I said, oh, (laughs) okay. I thought he was going to get bumped down to fifth or sixth after chanting, but in the house. In the house. In the house. That's in the house. Yeah. (laughs) If you were watching Magic Mike in Espanol, as you are known to do, Mm -hmm. and your husband said, honey, would you go for a commercial? Yes. Wow. Or wait until I can pause it. You wouldn't even pause. Right now, I can't pause it because there's something wrong with our ATTU-verse. So there's something wrong with our DVR, and it won't record or, or, or pause or anything. So now he just has to wait. Just have to wait until it's over. <laughs> Fix the U-verse or wait. Yes. that's right. It's up to you. Or you can learn the pony dance. And if <laughs> what you, if your husband learned the pony dance? I would find that hilarious. Not attractive? Probably. A little but bit? But I would find it more hilarious <laughs> than anything. The hilarity would make you uh, find it attractive, yeah, I bet. His hilariousness is very attractive yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, that's just what we do. We have this thing, and I don't know if you and your wife are like this, but we'll nitpick at each other and people think we're like we're fighting but we're like throwing little insults at each other and because we find it funny it's just a funny thing for us to do a little back and forth we're trying to one-up each other and i never win because he's he's a lot he's a lot funnier than i am we do that and then one time i think 
my I, I took it too far, I guess. Like uh-huh. I thought I was playing and we were with friends and we do it in front of people who don't care. Right. But this one time I remember afterwards my wife was like, you know, I didn't my wife was like, I don't I didn't like that. I was like We get to that point. It was me yelling at her about her telling me how to drive a car. Yeah. We get to that point. Women have a switch. Like we'll play along and then all of a sudden like we'll we'll feel like you get a quiet. pain because one of the the eggs is coming out of the ovary. And it causes a cramp, and then all Here of a sudden nothing's funny. we are back at the funny. apple again. And, and then all of a sudden nothing's funny. Oh, and by the way, do you uh, do you have access to the Bernie thing that you did? The Bernie thing? Yeah. Yeah, I have it. It'll just okay. take me a second. So um, I was talking with my husband this week about some of the Dickabasa stuff. We created the CD for – oh, by the way, for people who donated to my husband's um, charity ride at the end of April, the CDs went out. So if you donated – to get one of the Dick Cabasa CDs and you didn't get one, then that either, well, wait a couple more days and see if you get it. And if you don't get it, make sure to email me at michelle at kfi640.com because some people, I never got their addresses. And I'm trying to track all of you down. There's just about 10 people left that I don't have addresses for. So if you, but if you didn't get one by, let's say, the middle of next week, then email me at michelle at kfi640.com. But we were sitting there talking about this Dick Cabasa stuff and it came up. I said, you have to hear what Justin did this week. The basic premise is this. Um, Bernie Sanders was at one of his events, and he – okay. Bernie wanted to debate Trump. Trump agreed to debate. They were going to debate for charity, and then Trump said, I'm not going to debate. And Bernie kind of called him out on it. Yeah, he says he wants to. De- uh, he, this macho man wants right. to debate. So he called him. So he called Bernie him will. De- that's what set this off. Was he goes Bernie Sanders will debate him. Right. So he called him Mr. Macho. Yes. And Justin and came referred up, to himself in the third person. Right. Which is th- those things are just asking for something to be written for them. So then Justin came up with this uh, at, during the show last week. This week. Hey! 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 Macho, macho man. Bernie wants to debate the macho man. Macho, macho Trump. Come on. Bernie wants to debate you, you schmuck. I'm calling you out, Trump. Feel the burn, bitch. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Feel the burn, bitch. bitch. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and so I played that for my husband. And I said, you got to listen to what Justin. And he goes, that's hilarious. He goes, oh, oh, yeah. It made me proud. Dick Cabeza approves. Fun. And for those of you who think I'm I'm speaking anti-Trump, I'm not. But it was really funny. Somebody sent me an email today that said, you're forgetting. It said it to handle, actually. It says, you're forgetting Trump's basic philosophy of how to run a campaign, which is, I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything you say to me <laughs> bounces off and sticks to you, which kind of makes makes sense. I love that about Trump because I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, and I just think it's very funny. John Cobelt of the John and Ken Show said this week that he would vote for Trump just to cause chaos. <laughs> Whether or not he felt he was the best candidate, he's I I want chaos. I really want to see what he does, and I sort of see I, I sort of agree because I want to. Do I think he's the best candidate for the position out of the out of the candidates that are there? I don't know. I don't think any of them are particularly great. I don't like Hillary. Everybody knows I don't like Hillary. Bernie is way too far left for me. Yeah, that's crazy. And Trump, well, I, th- I think he's probably the most middle. He's definitely not too far right. But I do think we're at a point now in society where we need to show all of these Career politicians, yes, that 
we're not going to take it anymore. That's what I think, in and my opinion. And I think he's the guy who's going to do that. That's where his popularity is coming from, is right. that he's just not a politician. Right. And I think that if he gets he elected, all of a sudden, all of these career politicians are going to go, holy shit, we have to start working together. Because this is going to be... Listen, I don't. the president doesn't really run anything. There are people behind the president that run everything. I am confident that he would pick people, smart people, to run the right things. I think he is that smart in, in that way of business, of knowing. We I, hope. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> I, I would like to think so. He surrounds himself with the right people, except for maybe Trump University. But, <laughs> but, he, but he, I think he would realize the impact of, of what it would mean if he was president and go, okay, I need to hire people who know what they're doing. See, and this is where Handel points a lot of these like loopholes and when people, because I feel the same way, right. and, and he goes after it's like, but where he's like, how do you know this? So you, you do all this speculation. He... He's like a snake charmer with right. with uh, constituents, where he gets them to believe what he wants them to believe and fill in the blanks and any holes that he has better than, I think, most politicians. But to be fair, a lot of that we fill in with faith on other politicians, too. Of course. Right? A- absolutely. It's-, it's not any different with Trump than anybody else. The only thing people are looking at Trump at, like they're saying, he doesn't have political experience. Right. And do you need somebody who has political experience to be president? We're about I to find out. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you need some. I think you, the people around the president need to have political experience. But I don't think the president needs to have. So that's why I think it could be kind of fun to vote for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you vote Gary Johnson, who's not going to win anyway. <laughs> he got 1.2 million votes last election. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I broke my rule about talking about politics and Uh-oh. stuff. You want me to edit it out? No, we'll leave it in. All right, good. I think that's all I have for you this week, so I want you all to remember one thing. You is smart, you is kind, you is important. That's so So good. (laughs) See you guys next week.